hi there. This is the less expensive choice, colon, bacterial strategies to achieve success and sustainable reciprocal interactions by Enrica Pession, published in Frontiers in Microbiology, 20th of January, 2021. I'm going to skip the abstract and go to the introduction, but the keywords are economize, sharing, Storing cooperative behaviors, system communication. Introduction, the role of microorganisms as actors in environmental sustainability has long been established. Since the last century, both bacteria and fungi have been employed in bioremediation of polluted sites with particular reference to hydrocarbons and heavy metals. In the changing environment of the 21st century, deeply marked by environmental changes such as climate change, resource exhaustion, and demographic pressure, Advances in applied research allow exploiting the microbial potential to maintain favorable conditions for life on the earth. Bacteria can be used in the bioconversion of wastes for one generation of renewable energy. What is that? Um, quotation? No, not a bracket. Such as microbial fuel cells, methane, biobutanol, bioethanol, and biohydrogen production. Two, synthesis of bio-based and biodegradable biodegradable plastic polymers from lignocellulosic wastes. Three, production of antibiotic alternatives. And four, supporting organic agriculture and reducing greenhouse gases. For example, I cannot think of, quotate, no. Ah, this is, why? Of course. Uh, such as methanotrophic archaea, archaea and photosynthetic plankton. So, I mean, we know that they're there. We know that they're little machines that are taking in what's in the environment and changing it a little bit with, you know, to changing the chemistry, changing the structure. So they're certainly doing a lot. And all of these are, all of the things, the fuels the renewable energy, the plastics, they're like exploitation of the microbial machines that exist by in the natural world. So it's kind of like, to me, that's what I'm getting from this paragraph. There's a lot of variation in what is out there and it's useful in a lot of ways. So I'm gonna move on to the second paragraph of the introduction. However, it has been recently pointed out that microbial communities can suffer from unfavorable life conditions, such as those arising from the overexploitation of soils in conventional intense agriculture and from growing global warming. Actually, the reduction of microbial biodiversity can impact the ability of other species to survive in both terrestrial and aquatic environments because changes at the microbial community level can affect overall ecosystem biochemical fluxes important in supporting biogeochemical cycles and ultimately life on the planet. Although bacteria, as extensively reported in the present review, display excellent capabilities to adapt to changing conditions, their potential to face a high, a very high number of environmental challenges can be threatened. The present review explores a different standpoint on the role of bacteria in sustainability, considering them not as effectors of eco-friendly technology approaches, but as models of behaviors that were positively selected by a very long evolutionary history and are still successful. I like that. Fast-changing environments, especially for non-symbiotic microorganisms, are the rule in bacterial life. Yes, yes they are. As well as resource exhaustion and, right, and demographic pressure. 
In this scenario, their tendency for optimization rather than maximization. Oh crap. In this scenario, their tendency for optimization rather than maximization. Their interconnections, cross-feeding, sharing, and recycling together with their propensity to economize can be seen as valuable examples of successful ways of living, even in scarcity of resources and in rapid environmental changes as those we are currently facing. Here, I will first try to examine the concept of bacterial intelligence, and then I will describe some examples of cheap strategies and cooperative behaviors set up by bacteria at different levels to achieve better fitness and more complex degree of organization. Bacterial intelligence and interactive connections. Although the term intelligence is generally applied to brain-bearing animals, evidence supports the idea of different forms of intelligence in brainless living organisms such as plants and microbes. As reported by Shapiro, 2007, bacteria are small but not stupid. They can explore their environment and then adapt accordingly to optimize survival and fitness. The more complex are the external conditions, the more sophisticated is the network to cope. They're talking about a genetic network, I think. Not only the genetic size, especially richness slash abundance in genes encoding proteins involved in signal transduction, but also long-term, transcription and translational control, and short-term, post-translational modifications, proteolysis, proteo, it's not proteolysis, but is it? It looks like that. Allosteric effects. Regulations can account for this adaptation. What? Sorry. Short-term regulations can account for this adaptation, for these adaptation, this adaptation abilities. This intelligence is not an immaterial concept, but is based on precise molecular structures and devices. For the role, parenthetical, parentheses, in parentheses, for the role of molecular conformational states in bacterial intelligence, see Westerhoff et al. 2014. For exhaustive review on bacterial intelligence and signal transduction in prokaryotes, see Lyon 2015, Pinto and Masher 2016. The module, since integrate information and coherently respond. Since, comma, integrate information and coherently respond. I feel like we're missing a comma here. <laughs> because integrate information and coherently respond are uh, combined. And this is a list with three things in it, right? Anyway, the module since comma integrate information and coherently respond also called adaptive behavior is a well-recognized form of intelligence based on the same scheme as neurons, largely spread in bacteria where a sensory receptor comma an information processing unit and a motor activity constitute the simplest system sometimes referred as nanobrain. Okay, so bacterial sensory receptors are analogous to neurons. As an example, in Escherichia coli, the flagellar motor turns clockwise, generating tumbling movements. When a signal molecule, i.e. a nutrient, is sensed by a surface receptor, a phosphorylation transduction cascade is used to trigger counterclockwise rotation of flagellar motor, thus allowing swimming motility toward the nutrient chemotaxis. A protein-based information processing unit constituting a sort of sensing integrating, sensing integrating responding system is the stressosome found in Bacillus subtilis. The latter is a microorgan with higher degree of complexity than the simple motility device finalized to chemiotaxis, able to set differentiated responses to different stressors. <laughs> a microorgan with higher degree of complexity than the simple motility device finalized to Chemiotaxis, chemiotaxis, able to set differentiated responses to different stressors, right? So you, bacteria are really good at 
adjusting their genetic regulation in response to signals from the environment because they got to stay safe, man. They got to, I mean, it's all about like dealing with the environment and getting out of there if you need to. Additional functional possibilities can be found in prokaryotes such as memory, learning, anticipation, decision-making, coordinated movements, and cooperative interactions. The concept memory-learning-anticipate, so memory-learning-anticipate. Makes me immediately just think of a selection experiment where you're giving the same regime every day and to cells. Memory, learning, anticipate, and a lot of times they adapt by anticipating that they're going to get the food, <laughs> so that they can like prepare for the fact that they're going to get it because they got it for like so many days ahead of time or before. Um, the concept memory learning anticipate strongly underlines the prokaryotic reactions taken into account not only space. The concept memory learning anticipate strongly underlines that prokaryote reactions take into account not only space, the environment, but also time, right? As an example, saving resources for the future is a possible mechanism elicited by the awareness of possible future scarcity. When environmental conditions, for example, anaerobesis, like no oxygen, inhibit TCA cycle and make ATP synthesis impossible, this is Acinetobacter strains consume all the cellular ATP to survive and store carbon resources as polyhydroxyl canoids. That's my laundry. I'll be right back. I'm back. I've got this word. Okay. Okay. Memory, learning, anticipate, strongly underlying the fact that prokaryotic reactions take into account not only space, but time. So they know when there's temporal shifts, which, you know, like if you get an influx of food every day, for example, or a dry spell or something, a wet season. As an example, saving resources for the future is a possibility is a possible mechanism elicited by the awareness of possible future scarcity. When environmental conditions, for example, anaerobesis, inhibit TCA cycle and make ATP synthesis impossible, acinetobacter strains consume all the cellular ATP to survive and store carbon resources <clears throat> as this complicated word that you can abbreviate with PHA. It's polyhydroxyl canote. <laughs> I think. Meanwhile, they use the steady state period to activate a luxury uptake system of phosphorus that will allow them an overplus accumulation of phosphorus into polyphosphates when oxygen is supplied and normal energetic conditions are restored. In this, in this second phase, stocked PHA are consumed and ATP synthesis can proceed. Hence, phosphorus is not only used to restore the ATP stock, but also intracellularly accumulated as polyphosphate. This strategy protects bacteria from further starvation risks. Figure one, the duration of memory, that is the ability to retain and store information, varies depending on the situation from the time necessary for protein modification to long-term transgenerational epigenetic modifications. Learning, that is the ability to assimilate new information, is based on gene slash operon autoamplification and represents the obligate path to be able to respond with anticipatory behavior. 
As far as problem solving slash decision making is concerned, there are several examples highlighting that bacteria can sense the environment and evaluate the costs and benefits, generally making the less expensive choice because they're so smart. In Pseudomonas aeruginosa, there are two different siderophores. Pyochylin, everyone's favorite, is a low cost, parenthetically only six genes involved in its biosynthesis, and low efficiency system. And pyoverdine is a high cost, 14 genes involved, so more than double, and high efficiency device. You get like a, a low and a real high. It has been demonstrated that this bacterium normally utilizes a low cost, low efficiency mechanism using the high cost, high efficiency system only in extreme iron limiting conditions. Similarly, E. coli can choose among three different systems to uptake slash assimilate ammonia that are hierarchically regulated to prevent ATP waste in feudal cycles. These two examples underline how evolution has shaped bacterial intelligence to limit energy loss and waste production. Let's look at figure one. It is a schematic divided in two, one's for anaerobesis and one's for aerobesis. And you have stock pH, a degradation on the aerobesis side with poly P over accumulation. It's like kind of swollen and big. And on the other side, it's the PHA synthesis and the poly P usage. Uh, and you see the ATP consumption going out. Um, the caption says example of memory and strictly aerobic ec is it a centobacter species during anaerobesis slash aerobesis cycles in anaerobesis carbon nutrients cannot be metabolized in the tca cycle and are accumulated as pha while cells consume all the atp and phosphorus stocks the stress condition induces luxury uptake of phosphorus when oxygen availability restores respiration and over accumulation of phosphate as polyphosphate okay a further degree of complexity concerns the so-called bacterial social intelligence that is capability of bacteria to crosstalk and to act collectively as observed in population decision making movement coordination, swarming, and cooperation. These collective behaviors, which include both synergies and conflicts of interest, require coordination and flexibility since the external conditions may rapidly change in the choice between a faster and less accurate response if there is need of rapid but transient coordination and more accurate but slower response in case of necessity to maintain long-term co cooperation should be clearly established. The discovery of quorum sensing, which is so cool, shed light on a phenomenon known among humans as unity is strength collective decision making has been successfully selected by evolution since individual actions have generally low impact and are seldom winning strategies if a low number of bacterial cells begin to produce toxins or bacteriocins the most probable event is the defeat Actually, host immune system or surrounding bacteria sense this and rapidly react accordingly. Briefly, the result is that the attacking cells become victims, right? Because the host or the immune system kicks on and fights back. So they become the victims. If conversely, the cells begin to produce and secrete weapons when they are in significant number, it is probable that the battle will be won. So you got a big infection. Once a threshold concentration of diffusible autoinducers, molecules of different chemical structure for comprehensive reading, see Visic and Fuca, 2005, 
is reached, revealing that the population number is high, sensing and amplification phenomena occur, thus triggering transcriptional responses, resulting in several phenotypic changes such as light or pigment production, bacteriocin slash toxin release, competence, sporulation, and biofilm formation. When you have a whole bunch of cells together, they become like Voltron and they can assimilate into a big community of that acts like one ecosystem or not. I don't know. I'm not going to get descriptive. Let me read this paper. So figure two is another schematic we have. Quorum sensing signals at the bottom and then we have a tree in the middle at the top of the tree. Bottom is quorum sensing, top is host pathways control, cytokine, tight junctions, apoptosis. And then on one side, we have bioluminescence, genetic exchange, swarming biofilms. So these are collective behaviors. Host-directed toxins, spores, pigments, and bacteriocins on the other. The caption says, phenotypic traits under quorum sensing control, enhanced interbacterial cooperation, genetic exchange, swarming, and biofilm production, and antagonism production of pigments and bacteriocins, increased environmental resistance, sporulation, and host crosstalk are induced by quorum sensing signals. <clears throat> I never thought of sporulation as increased environmental resistance, but I guess that is what you do if you're stressed because the spores protect the genetic material. Interesting. Sometimes, okay, back. Sometimes the system is so sophisticated that different virulence factors are sequentially produced to obtain a time course effect. In complex ecosystems, bacteria have to select quorum sensing signals from a back background noise created by the large number of molecules present in the environment. However, despite these disturbances, feedbacks reveal that this mechanism is able to set up and optimize complex responses as well as to coordinate social behaviors such as collective decision making. A paradigmatic example of collective Anticip anticipative behavior is described in Burkholderia. When a quorum when a quorum <laughs> when a QS mediated information is spread in the population, revealing so the signal of that turns on quorum sensing, revealing that a threshold biomass is reached and stationary phase is approaching, cells begin to synthesize oxalic acid. This is achieved in conditions of neutral pH and therefore not as a simple mechanistic response induced by high pH to provincially buffer alkalization that will occur in stationary phase due to ammonia accumulation following cell lysis and protein slash amino acid de degradation. Similarly, a collective decision based on quorum sensing and concerning competence occurs in B. subtilis, where only some cells in the overall population acquire the competent cell phenotype, right? Regarding motility, apart from passive movements, especially observed in non-flagellated bacteria, gliding, darting, sliding, floating, and twitching, generally a chemotactic behavior is achieved by individual swimming. Besides this, coordinative collective motility known as swarming is present in several gram-negative enterobacteria such as Proteus and Salmonella. Swarming motility is not chemotactic but set up as a means to facilitate swarming motility. <laughs> swarming motility is not chemotactic but set up as a means to facilitate access to nutrients and oxygen to all population components, thus preventing intercellular competition. Individual cells align each other like birds during migration flights using type 
uh, four pili, thus giving origin to a structured expanded movement where motility apparatus continuously changes position, causing a reverse of direction about every eight minutes, probably finalized to avoid collisions. In this mechanism, best studied in myococcus xanthus, about 40 genes are involved, including a cytoplasmic protein acting as a pacemaker. Swarming bacteria are phenotypically different from swimming cells. Proteomic analysis revealed that in Salmonella, several proteins are 5 to 20-fold differentially abundant and swarmers displayed higher antibiotic resistance. So they're expressing different genes because they're doing totally different things. In Proteus mirabilis, the phenotypic changes observed during swarming are controlled by putrescine, the decarboxylization product of ornithine that acts as a signaling system. Discussing cooperative behaviors in bacteria is challenging because cooperation and competition are often intertwined and the former does not exclude conflicts. They're not mutually exclusive. In general, cooperation benefits have to outweigh cooperation costs, considering that both environmental and time-related factors are crucial in driving eco-evolutionary forces. Therefore, defining bacterial social behavior without a clear ecological context is erroneous. Yes. According to some authors, synthesizing antagonistic molecules is expensive and decreased biomass production. Therefore, competition or selfish behavior is confined to periods of nutrient abundance. You can only afford to be nice when you <laughs> when you can afford to be nice. These authors describe how in lactic acid bacteria lab, the abundance of the carbon substrate has shaped the phenotype from cooperative from from cooperative to selfish based on the assumption that respiration is a cooperative behavior allowing sharing of resources in the ecological niche whereas fermentation is a selfish behavior consuming resources and producing antagonistic compounds the ph lowering lactic and acetic acid the authors speculate on the evolutionary origin of these alternative pathways i never thought of fermentation as Selfish, I always thought of it as like, ugh, poor me. I'm using this shit, this poor, relatively low, I don't know exactly. It's not very efficient. It's not good. It's not the best option if you have other options. So I never thought of it as selfish because it's just like not very good. But you're producing toxins, I suppose, in, in that way. Actually, most food-related most food-related lab, such as Streptococcus thermophilus, have lost the cap have lost the capability present in other pathogenic streptococci best adapted to the animal ecological niche to synthesize toxins. Able to subtract, uh, for example, hemolysins able to subtract heme from the animal host, which is like a blood. For this reason, they cannot have functional respiratory chains because cytochromes contain heme and are compelled to perform lactic fermentation or mixed type fermentation. Right, they can't get what they need, so they have to use fermentation. Their adaptation to the milk environment has occurred because in parallel with the loss of toxin encoding genes, they have acquired genes for lactose uptake and, take and utilization together with genes involved in pH balancing. The overall consequence is that food-related lab display an antagonistic behavior, consuming nutrient resources and producing pH-lowering compounds, while in different conditions, lab can cooperate with their partners sharing the same ecological niche. 
Nevertheless, according to other authors, competition increases during scarcity of nutrients and harsh conditions. An example is the emergence of GASP cells, <laughs> G-A-S-P, in E. coli during stationary phase. In general, in nutrient scarcity and waste accumulation conditions, wild-type cells stop growing to control population density, comma, provide a slow decay, comma, and guarantee long-term sustainability. However, GASP mutants with selfish behavior lacking growth inhibitory mechanisms appear, thus accelerating abrupt death due to overcrowding, ecological collapse. So there's like a little bit of this one phenotype that just won't stop growing even if the population is fixed for a different phenotype if you could be fixed for a phenotype. In spite of these opposite considerations, it is well recognized that conflict resolution and adaptive cooperation to maintain phenotypic diversity is a winning road to increased biological complexity during evolution, including major evolutionary transitions toward multicellular organisms. Shout out Escalante and Travisano, 2017. Several examples concerning the trend toward cooperation, biofilm development, and maintenance will be examined in subsequent sections. New section, cooperative strategies, so advantageous and so difficult to achieve. Mutual benefit and altruism are the two types of cooperative behavior. Mutual cross-feeding, reciprocal exchange of nutrients, and syntrophic chains. One species utilizes the waste in products of another species, supplying its waste to a third one, and so on, in a vertical temporal sequence and receiving fitness benefits at each step. All right, all right. So that was the less expensive choice, bacterial strategies to achieve success and sustainable reciprocal interactions by Enrica Pession. That was the first half, which included the introduction and bacterial intelligence and interactive connections. So next up is the second half. She ladled the conversation, skimming from the top. I want a new icon. I want a new icon. 